On this week's podcast, we have future Olympic athlete and mixed movements team rider, Brenna O'Brien. For the past four years, since 2017, Brenna has been selected to the Ontario Junior Development Snowboard Cross Team. We talked with Brenna about her past results in snowboarding and her goals of representing Canada in the 2026 Winter Olympics. Stay tuned. My name is Andrew Robertson, and this is Mixed Movements All Talk. Hello there, my friend. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Yeah. You are someone who has been fairly successful so far in the sport of snowboard cross. We're going to go through a couple of your past achievements, going back to when you were 12 years old. April 5th, 2017, you qualified to compete in your first U15 nationals for border cross. It was in Mont-Tremblant. What was that like? It was crazy. It was very intimidating, especially too, to see all the older girls like racing there because I was pretty young. So. And you finished that event actually in sixth. Yeah. Which is pretty neat. Pretty cool to go to something and finish. So in border cross, obviously, for those who don't know, we have our big finals or small finals. So you were in the top eight. You had a very close possibility of making it to the top four, but finishing six in your first board cross at 12 years old, was there anything that went on that you thought to yourself, oh yeah, like this is something I want to keep doing? Yeah, well, that was like the biggest course I've ever been on at that time. And I thought it was like super fun. Like I loved how fast it was and everything too. We're moving forward one full year. It's now March 26, 2018. You qualified again. What was it like? to be in big white for snowboarding in general? It was crazy. Like the powder there was so nice. There's so much snow there. Um, it was so much fun to just ride the glades with everyone. I remember like got lost in there because we went past the boundary sign, which we didn't see. <laughs> and it was like, we had to hike out, but it was so much fun. So much Got powder. it. So <laughs> note to self, you didn't see the boundary sign. That's the only reason you went out of bounds, right? Yes. So that same year, uh, you, went to nationals as a team of 15 athletes from multiple clubs in Ontario and you got to train and compete as an Ontario team. To have all the Ontario people there it definitely was a lot of fun because I got to like meet all of them because I didn't really talk to them before at the other races so it was definitely fun to hang out with them and it was great to like be at the top of the race with all of them and like we're all supporting each other and I thought that was a lot of fun. You went on and finished first. Yeah. <laughs> you were the champion for U15 SBX Nationals. What are the feelings that go through your head when you're finishing the race and you realize you're now the champion, number one in Canada? <laughs> yeah, well, I crossed the finish line. I literally looked back and I asked the other girl because it was like super close between us. And I was like, did I get that or did you? Like, I was like confused. I was like, whoa, <laughs> like I just won Nationals. It was crazy. Do you remember how that race went? Because I know that race, Big White's track was longer than Montreal's, right? Yeah, it was really long. So I pulled out of the gate and like off the bat, I was in third going down. So like already I was like super happy to be in third. And then as I started going down, I just started picking up more speed throughout the course. And then, so I passed Bridget and then I almost passed the girl in the last berm, but like couldn't quite get it. So in the last like couple jumps and rollers, I was just gaining more speed and I got her. So very wow. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice having that long course to have the opportunity to try and pass somebody. Yeah, definitely. Opposed to that, you know, those courses where you start off going, well, if you're in the lead, you got it. If you're not, 
sayonara, right? <laughs> yeah. We go forward one more year. It's now uh, March 30th, 2019. Um, it's your last year competing in U15 Nationals, right? This is mm -hmm. last year. With all the athletes now looking at you, because you're now the champion, you're now <laughs> the one they want to beat. What's going through your head? Uh, I was definitely nervous because obviously I wanted to win, like to win once. Like I definitely wanted to go back out there and just get get on the top again. But I was also like, I was excited. The course was definitely bigger than the year before, something I hadn't really done before. I also remember like I was super tired that last year as well going into the race, but I still finished second. So that was exciting. <laughs> you did finish second. That's exactly yeah. it. That's right. <laughs> And, you know, one thing I was going to say is that you, for you, there was probably one day that was probably more challenging. That was when you said the course was different. It was probably the training day. Yeah. But I think I was also just like stressed out because the course was big. Like I wasn't hitting the features like I wanted to, like wasn't doing it as smooth as I was hoping to, but got over that and just pushed hard the next day. Is there any other things that you use? Because you're obviously not the only athlete to have challenges in any mm -hmm. sport that you use yeah. to try and push yourself to that next level and overcome those uh, frustrating moments. Uh, definitely this season. Like I just tried to stay as positive as possible going into every race. And like, I found that being like excited and just like having fun was definitely like, it um, resolves in like good outcomes for the race. We're gonna move forward to this year. You're no longer a U15 athlete right you're now yeah. able to get your fist license and compete in fist events your first event you enter into is uh craig leaf and you finish first now you've finished first before this is not new to yeah. someone who's been the national champion but yeah <laughs> to to win on a different scale to win in a scenario where you're now earning fist points and now can achieve other things what's it like to finish first at that race um it was like it was cool like i finished with 55th point so that was definitely exciting um I remember that race a lot because I pulled out and I was in second and then to pass I like flew in the air and like <laughs> I just like passed Olivia right there on the berm and I was like whoa okay but yeah it's definitely a fun race very intense but it's cool to walk out of there with 55th points at my first fifth race <laughs> from there you move on to your next major event and that's Martok What's it like to be in another province now competing against a whole bunch of other athletes that you're not competing against normally? And, and it's, even though it's not nationals, it's still a big scale. It's this event. It was cool. And it's, I think it was more of a challenge to race them too. Cause like, I don't, I wasn't aware of like how they actually ride, but the girls in Ontario, like I kind of know how they ride and stuff, but I got to race Bridget again, which is lots of fun. And um Casey from Alberta which is cool too like just racing totally. different girls is definitely a lot of fun and there were more of them out there too so it's more of a challenge <laughs> I find when there's a lack of girls it's like it's not as fun and like even if I won the race where there weren't that many girls it's not as rewarding as it is winning against more than just like four girls totally. um so yeah <laughs> And was that a big benefit to being in Nova Scotia for that race, being able to race against those other individuals? Yeah, it definitely pushed me a lot more. You had a race on the Saturday and the Sunday. Yeah. And for both races, the big finals was the same four ladies, Bridget, <laughs> Olivia, Casey, and yourself. 
as it was in uh, when you won the 2017 yeah. U15 Nationals. What was it like to just, <laughs> even though you didn't realize it right away, but what's it like to race them again in a final heat and just having to compete? Yeah, it was really cool, actually. And, like, I think once we all realized, we were all like, whoa, like, we're all back in the gate together again. And it was cool because to see how much everyone else had, like, improved from when we all raced together in Big White. When you raced the first day, you finished in fourth. Mm-hmm. And a big reason for that is you just went all out. You weren't yeah. going to stop. I think you did what we call the silly salmon in the air. Silly salmon, correct? yes. The silly salmon. <laughs> How do you overcome something like that when you obviously know that their potential is there to come into the next day and then finish first, which you did? Yeah, I think I definitely learned a lot about falling this year. And just instead of like getting myself down about it, I more looked for the experience of it and just to do know what to do better the next day so after falling the first day i knew to throw a little speed check in there so i didn't do silly salmon in the air the morning of your sunday race you put your foot in your snowboard boots and what happens (laughs) the laces like completely broke (laughs) mentally what's going through your head well first i was like what the hell just happened like why did it break just now (laughs) and then i was like should have listened to the parents when they told me to get new boots. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then I was like, oh, well, this sucks, but it'll be fine. And Megan came through with her, like, skills with her little pencil. She fixed the boot up. So I was mad, but then I got on the T-bar, got to the top, and I was like, my boot's fine. It's on my foot. I'm all good. So just kept on riding like it didn't even happen. We move forward to your first NORAM right? Mm-hmm. Is that Beaver Valley? So one benefit to being a Beaver Valley, that's your home club. It was really cool to have it there. Like we had the gate that we always train on in there too, like in the snow. So that was definitely fun to know, like, cause our handles are like generally wider than like all the other handles that are in gate. So yeah, like we already knew, I don't know. It just felt comfortable to be in that gate. Um, and yeah, it was nice to have it at Beaver. You show up on training day and you see that uh, they've decided to add in something that we haven't had seen before uh, in the competition scale. And that's yeah. uh, a good four foot drop in kind of a miniaturized uh, Olympic style that into your first feature. What yeah. goes through your head when you see something that you've never seen before, right? Because this is what happens in border cross. It's not as if every course is the same. There's always differences. And as an athlete, you just have to kind of show up at that training day and go, okay, I think you just got to go for it mostly. Like, that's what I did, really. I remember, like, I was I went right after Olivia, and Olivia's first pull, she, like, ate it out of the gate. <laughs> and she was, like, laughing about it. And then I go in the gate. I look beside me, and this girl that's, like, clearly been racing Noren for a long time. And I was like, how do I do this? And she's like, just got to pull hard and go for it. So that's exactly what I did. <laughs> and I made it through it. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, it was so much fun to be on, like, a start section like that is super technical. And that same event, you got to race against individuals from Australia, mm-hmm. Japan, the United States, and Canada. Mm-hmm. Is there something different that goes through your head when you see that happen? Um, I think what I mostly was thinking is how like cool it was to be able to learn from them and see how they were hitting features compared to how I was hitting them because they were obviously like much older than I was. And I also like I've never been and I've never raced people who are like that much like faster than me and just like more experienced than me so it was definitely really fun to race them and learn from them you qualified top 12 and this and you finished 14 
-hmm. But the second day, you finished 12th overall. They only took 16 females of almost 30. Um, Well, I remember the day when I came 12th, it was super fun because my pole start was like amazing. I was like ahead of all the other girls and then they started moving their legs faster than me, but it was still really cool to come 12th. What's going through your head as you're starting to catch these females that had times that were a little bit faster than yours and you're getting really close to them? Yeah, well, the first day when I pulled out, I like just hit the flat of the drop like so hard, made a divot in the snow, like flew out of the course, came back in over the first feature. And then I like was caught up to the girl that was in third by the first berm. I passed her near the bottom and was like so close to passing the girl in second too. So I could have moved on. But then I was like, I was just so static. I forgot to even like absorb the jump basically and like hit the ground. <laughs> and I remember crossing the finish line. I was like, that looks sick at least. Beginning of the season, you had a goal. One of the phenomenal riders that we have in Ontario, mm-hmm. you were hoping that you'd be able to, you know, maybe catch up to her. Mm-hmm. What happened that one day when you're at Sir Sam's. Yeah, well, I've always looked up to Carrie. Like, I think she's such a good, great rider. So when I started to challenge her, like, I've never really gotten the chance to, like, fully challenge someone like that. So then when I passed her, I, like, I hit, I just, I hit the stubby of the gate. So I wiped out, but I was so happy. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I just passed, like, I just passed Carrie, the person I've been looking up to ever since I started Border Cross. So it was really cool to do that. (laughs) How important in this sport is it to have people to look up to and try to challenge yourself to get to the level they're at or challenge against them? I think it's really important to have people to look up to because it definitely like it motivates you and drives you to like do better and just like be better. (laughs) What motivates yourself to keep working out and preparing for next season in the future? Uh, I think the biggest thing that motivates me to work out is I want to make it to the Olympics. And I think to do that, dry land training is like super important and it's like almost as important as on snow training. I've been working out like usually twice a day and I'll train cardio and then I do I'll do like some strength training. So I've been going for runs and I not I don't love running, but it's definitely helped and like I'm up to I can run 8k now which at the start of this quarantine I could run 100 meters so I'm very excited about that um and I've been biking a little bit too so that's fun (laughs) you started with not many females on the team with yourself for a long time you were one of two females or the only female on the team (laughs) there's now a lot more that you know that you've been able to have on the team what's the difference to you to having that group of girls that you can chat with um i think it was like i remember when olivia joined the team because she was like with jason so olivia and ella came to our team and i was like whoa like more girls in the sport now this is awesome and now like olivia ella and lauren like they're some of my best friends so i think it's really important to have like friends in the sport whether they're girls or boys but i also was happy to have like more girls on the team that i could actually like relate to more i guess (laughs) totally yeah for sure and i mean it's it's it is hard right it is yeah a lot of times where we'll go to an event and there may only be five females competing well Mm -hmm. at the other end there's 25 males competing yeah how important is competition um I think it's very important. And I think when there's more girls to race against, 
I work harder and I push myself more, especially when I don't completely know them and know that like I can beat them. Um, but yeah, I think competition is really important. Do you ever get nervous before your race? Um, yes, I do. But then the minute I'm in the gate and the judge starts saying like riders ready, like the nerves are completely gone and I'm just ready to go. <laughs> Brenna, if there's anything you could say to someone who's debating whether they may or may not want to try snowboard cross, um, specifically the girls out there who may be watching this and may not, is there, what would you say to them when it comes to our sport? Um, I'd say you'll meet like cool people in this sport. You'll like, you'll meet your best friends, maybe. Um, I think it moats like, if you want motivation, like this is the sport to be in because it motivates you to just do better and like it motivates you to if I don't know, it makes you feel strong too, like racing beside girls, other girls, like boards are like hitting each other. It's yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> do you have any brands that you enjoy that have helped you out with either pro deals or sponsorships that you would wanna give a shout out to before we end this? Um, Burton, of course. <laughs> Gotta love Burden. I'm wearing my little Burden shirt as well. Oh, yeah. nice. And I love Patagonia. Unfortunately, Patagonia. I don't have a sponsor, but I love Patagonia. <laughs> All right. Well, anyone who knows Patagonia out there, let's start hooking this next uh, Olympic athlete up, right? We got to yeah. do that. Brenna, it's obviously we know each other well because you're a team rider for Mixed Movements. We enjoy yeah. having you on it. We work hard to make sure you can get to the next level. Next <laughs> Olympic athlete right here, people. Brenna, take care. Have a good one. Thank you. You can follow Brenna's journey towards the 2026 Winter Olympics on Instagram at underscore Brenna O'Brien. Thank you for listening, and remember to head over to mixedmovements.com for our upcoming events, camps, and program information. You can follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Jiffy, and watch our videos on YouTube. My name is Andrew Robertson, and this is Mixed Movements All Talk.